In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The psalmist David wrote in Psalm 56 verse 3, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. It does my heart good to know that the man after God's own heart, who lived close to the Lord and in his presence, still had times when he was afraid. It's not if you're afraid, but what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Faith is always the victory over fear. And this is so evident today in the church that we are studying. Revelation chapter 2, we've come to one of the, the lesser known churches. We began by looking at the church of Ephesus, and uh, that church has been given a lot of attention. But just after the church in Ephesus, there's another church known as the church in Smyrna. We don't know quite as much about the church in Smyrna, but historically we know that the church at Smyrna was dealing with tremendous persecution. In fact, a, a new emperor had come onto the throne of Rome and had instituted a new wave of persecution, and it was intense. And that's obvious by the words that John speaks to the church at Smyrna because it seems they were troubled, they were afraid. God's people have fear. And sometimes the spirit of fear can creep in and the devil loves to use that, doesn't he? So what do we do when we're afraid? Well, listen to Revelation chapter 2 and verse 8 and how the Lord begins tenderly to deal with this church. He says, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works, and tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Now this is a, a smaller letter, if you will, written to this church. Perhaps it's, it's a smaller church. But aren't you glad for this? It's the same Christ. Oh yes, it's the same victory. You see, God never identifies His churches by their size. What size was the church in Ephesus? What size was the church in Laodicea? How big was the church in Smyrna? The answer, we don't know. And why? Because that's not God's emphasis. God's emphasis is never on the size of the church. It's on the faithfulness of the church. And Christ identifies Himself to them as the faithful one and then calls on them to be faithful. How long? Unto death. The one thing that all of God's people are to be is faithful. Now, the struggle is that while we're trying to be faithful, fear starts creeping in. What if? What about that? What about this person? What about that situation? Well, I believe that in the letter to the church at Smyrna, the Lord gives some, some help uh, for fearful hearts. Let's just walk through it quickly. First of all, in verse number 8, he identifies himself as the first and the last, and listen to this, which was dead and is alive. First of all, I would say to you, if you don't want to be fearful, then first of all, don't fear death. What, what is the greatest fear? 
public speaking? Uh, is it the fear of what? You fill in the blank. Uh, truthfully, the greatest fear of every human being is death. It's our own mortality. It is an ending. Now listen to the words again. He said, I want to begin here by telling you I was dead, but I am alive. Death is never the end for the child of God. So what's the worst thing that can happen to you today? Somebody said, well, I die. Now think about that. If you're a Christian, the worst thing that can happen to you is you die and you go straight into the presence of a loving God to live with Him forever. How bad can it be? I tell you, Death is never the end of the story. There's always more to come. And so when you're fearful, uh, remember the one that Hebrews says came uh, to cast out uh, that spirit of fear, that fear of death, and deliver you from that bondage. And then in verse number 9, I love these two simple words, I know. What does he know? Yes, all of the above. He identifies in this verse, he knows their works. He knows their tribulation. He knows their poverty. He even knows the blasphemy they're having to deal with. There was a certain group of Jews that were teaching false doctrine and mixing some form of Judaism with the gospel. And he, he calls them out. He calls them the synagogue of Satan. He says, I know your enemy. I know the spiritual conflict you're in. I know, I know. Sometimes we all get to thinking we don't know what to do. God does. Sometimes we think no one else knows what we're going through. God does. God knows everything. And so, in your fear, remember this, death is not the end and God knows right where you are. And then, one other little nugget found in verse number 9 is found in the parenthesis. Remember, even God's parenthesis are inspired. He said, I know your poverty, and then in parenthesis he says, but thou art rich. That's beautiful, isn't it? He says, you think you're poor, and others think you're poor, but actually you're rich. Why? Because the greatest riches are not physical, they're eternal. They're not material blessings. They're spiritual riches in Christ Jesus. So when you're fearful, remember what you have in Christ. You have all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Friend, you have everything you need today. You say, I have a great need. Do you have Jesus? Yes, I have Jesus. Then you have everything you need. Because everything you need comes out of Christ's sufficiency in your life. If you're afraid, remember death is not the end. God knows where you are and you have the riches of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 10 he says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Watch this. It wasn't just what they were suffering. He was saying you're going to continue to suffer. We want the Lord to say I'm going to take the suffering away. He actually told them you can expect to suffer. In fact, he gets more specific. He says, Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation, here it is, ten days. What's significant about that? Think on it just for a moment. He actually identifies a definite period of time for their difficulty. Are you ready for this? Trials always have a limit. There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Are you afraid today? Then remember this. Your difficulty, your battle, your struggle is not going to last forever. And then this famous statement at the end of verse 10, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So, are you fearful today? Then remember, death is not the end of it. God knows where you are. You have everything you need in Jesus Christ. Remember uh, that in the end, the devil is going to uh, have his way for a time, but the Lord's going to be the victor in the end. There's a time limit on your trial. And then acknowledge that there is a crown of life awaiting you. 
Notice the Lord doesn't give crowns for size or talents here. He gives crowns for faithfulness. Be faithful unto death. Let me leave you with one parting word. It's the last verse to this church. In verse number 11, he says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. He didn't say they wouldn't have a first death. He said, many of you are going to be martyrs. Some of you are going to be put to death in prison. But I want you to know you're never going to die again. Oh, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Friend, there's more on the other side. He says, he that overcometh. That's a word used throughout Revelation. Some 17 times I think it's found. That's why this book has been called the book of the overcomers. We're not overcome. We are overcomers. And I want to say to you on the other side, God has much more for all of us. Be faithful unto death. Fear not. You belong to the Lord and He belongs to you. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.